With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. Look at that. Get that day started. This way. We'll get that day started this way. We're going to be live while well, we are live. Hello, Stephen. There we are. It's Stephen. It is world famous. Cheeky Jaguar Radio Broadcast. We're live as live can get on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com. Stephen, give us a little bit of introduction on yourself, my friend, so uh, folks can get an idea of who you are. Well, great to meet you and nice to be on your show. Um, grew up in Wisconsin. My wife twisted my arm and said we should go volunteer in Africa. We, went, we were meant to go for six months. We stayed for six years. And everything changed for us, and we began to see sort of the, the world through different eyes, through um, not through only African eyes, but also through the eyes of what we could possibly do to help change people's lives who were living, you know, in pretty tough situations. Now, uh, tell us a little bit about the, uh, the project here. Yeah, the book that I wrote is called Break Open the Sky, and it, it really asks the question, um, very simple one, which is if we... You know, we call ourselves a Christian nation. We're all about faith. As a country, we've been doing good as a nation for so many years. Why are we so afraid today when it comes to, you know, difficult issues like refugees and immigration? And what is really, what does the Bible really say? What does Jesus really say about those people who um, we, we call the strangers like they do in the Bible? And so the book tackles those issues through the lens of faith, which is, wait, are we asking the wrong question about do we have to think that our own safety when it comes to terrorism is sort of mutually exclusive from actually living out sort of a radical risk-centered um, faith and, and embrace people who are victim at the same time being uh, sort of the dangerous around? We've got a uh, great guest with us today. Stephen Bauman joins us here on our big broadcast. and. Uh, he joins us live here on iHeartRadio and AMFM247.com, and award-winning author. He's written for various publications, including Fox, FoxNews.com, proudly served for 20 years in humanitarian work with World Relief. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, World Relief is an organization uh, that was birthed years ago after World War II, which is uh, basically asking the question, you know, so we've, get, we've been given so much as a nation, as a country. How can we help those who are in need? In this case, it was just after World War II when Europe was devastated and there were many refugees then. And so the organization tackles things like poverty, like um, trafficking, which is so dominant in the world today. And also asks the question about countries that are plummeting into civil strife and war like Syria or Yemen, and how can we help the victims of those of those wars? And sometimes that includes helping them to come to the United States and to 
legally through the legal challenges through the refugee program, which is a much different program than most people think. Most people think it's dangerous and we don't know who's coming, but actually the, the, the opposite is true. We know these people. We vet them for two to three years before they come. So these are people that are um, wanting to come to the United States. They're hardworking, and they start small businesses. And um, the, the data shows that after two to three years, they're actually a net benefit to local economy, to cities. And mayors actually want these, um, these people coming into their cities. So, so the question is, as we have people of faith as a Christian nation, how do we, how do we keep our doors open? like we've always been as a nation, but at the same time be mindful and wise about who should come and how they should come. Why did you decide to write this book, and who's your target audience? You know, my target audience is is people who um, call themselves Christians, who are trying to follow God, trying to wake up every day and say, how can I be a better person? And it challenges those of us who identify with faith, and I think in the last couple of years, with you know, some of the things that have happened with regard to terrorism, have left us afraid. And yet, if you read the Bible, if you follow, if you follow Jesus, it's, it's a message that we shouldn't be afraid, that there's all sorts of reasons why we should take courage and be hopeful and step out, you know, step, step across that, that threshold of fear as it were, and embrace the uh, embrace stranger. And so it really questioned what is the essence of faith. I think it's sometimes tempting to label things as faith when in fact they're anything but, and it's sort of good old selfishness and pulling in in ourselves. And I guess I believe that our country in the American church, as it will, in a broad sense, is really facing a crisis right now. And I think the question is, are we going to kind of pull into ourselves and just serve our own, or are we going to be step out and become what we've always been, which is reaching out to those who are less fortunate. And if we, if any one of us looks back at our ancestry, I mean, 99.9% of us, we either came because our grandparents or great-grandparents were refugees themselves. They were in a difficult situation. They left Europe or other parts of the world, or they were immigrants and they were looking for a better life. And so we've enjoyed and inherited and have the legacy of that better life here in the United States. And are we going to turn that away, uh, turn people down from that better life um, because we're afraid? And I don't think we have to. I think there's all sorts of solutions that keep us to be the great country that we are. Now, uh, this book's been getting a lot of rave reviews. Tell us a little bit about some of the different reviews you've gotten on the book so far. Yeah, you know, people are celebrating it because I think, I think people are looking... For a different way forward and you know there's there's several options out there one is just to um, you know kind of plug your ears and say I, I don't hear it I don't see it I'm just going to live my life and you know some demographics in the United States are privileged to be able to do that and then others are saying no this is absolutely wrong we got to shut the borders we got to pull in we're not meant to be um, you know sort of compassionate and kind the Syrian mom or the kids that lost their dad in the war and they're trying to find a way to survive. We shouldn't be dealing with that now. And, and so I, I'm, taking, I'm taking an exception to those two pathways and say, well, there's a, there's, a, there's a middle way forward, which is still be diligent, still be mindful, still be a strong nation, defend our country, but at the same time, can we be compassionate and can we think about those people in the way that we've always thought as, uh, as a country? and welcome them and love them and, 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 and um, be the country and the people of faith that we, that we say we are.
We've got a great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast, Coast to Coast, Border to Border, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, iTunes Radio Loyalty. And uh, this this book is incredibly well written. Tell me about the writing process for the book. Yeah, for me, I you know my world for the last 20 years has been connecting people that we would consider at the bottom 1% and those at the top 1%, which is basically most of our nation, and how to connect those two people, what we can learn from one another. So I travel a lot, and I'm, I'm in the world of philanthropy now. I was in World Belief for many years. And so when I'm on planes and I'm, I'm in between different places, whether it's in Africa, Asia, Middle East, I, um, I collect those stories, those experiences, and I've taken those stories and woven them around um, you know, some of the, the central sayings of Jesus, which are the Beatitudes, which is blessed are those who are poor in spirit, blessed are those who are merciful, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness or justice. Yes. And so the stories I weave around those central teachings of Jesus, and I've asked myself this really strong and important question, which is, hey, am I living these things out, or am I kidding myself, and am I trying to call myself a life of faith, or am I actually really applying them to the people that I see day in, day out, whether it's in you know, the United States or whether it's when I'm traveling. So the, the writing process for me is is um, capturing those stories for myself, for friends, people that are interested, that people that don't want to be afraid and want to actually live a life of faith and demonstrate that perhaps more than talk about it. And uh, so that was the journey. journey for me is a journey for a number of people in our friendship group, and a lot of people are asking about how we can how we can join together and tell a different story or live out a different story of faith in a day and age when uh, people are afraid and people are wondering, well, gosh, if that's what faith looks like, if faith is judgmental or critical or not being helpful, I'm not sure I want that version. And I'm suggesting that there's an entirely different version, the version that's written across the Bible and it's been there for centuries, and trying to recover that, recover that better version of faith. We've got the uh, great guest with us today. Stephen Bauman joins us here in our broadcast. Um, tell us, tell us a little bit more about the book itself. Why, uh, you know, just a little bit more details. Yeah, the book is great. Um, it's uh, it's sort of uh, structured in three sort of themes. Um, the first one is just truth telling. What is the truth? And I think so often when we watch a, a broadcast or read a newspaper, we're accepting the facts that are being presented in sort of two ways. One is the facts about our country and about our society, and, and one of the questions I raise is, well, what is the truth about, um, you know, the refugees and people who are trying to come into our country? What are the real facts there? But then the other truth-telling is, what, is, what did Jesus really say? And, and I was at a uh, graduate school seminary on the East Coast, I guess it was about six months, a year ago, and she came and pulled me aside after a short talk, and she said, you know, I I don't know if this is, you know, I'm, I'm disillusioned. Because the community here where I'm living, um, they're wanting to turn away, you know, refugees and immigrants, and it feels like it's filled with um, politics and maybe some xenophobia and, and otherwise. And she was really disillusioned by the community of faith saying one thing, but actually living out a different story. And so can we honestly, you know, tackle that from a truth perspective? What is reality? What is really happening? What is faith meant to be? So that's the first section of the book, is just kind of getting to the brass tacks. Of what is true? What are the facts? And what does the Bible really say? And what does it really mean to live out faith? And once we get a hold of those principles, I think, and I believe it's a lot easier to actually demonstrate love and demonstrate justice. So the second part of the book is how to love differently. 
and how to lead with love and what we do, our actions, what we what we actually live out day to day before we start um, talking and saying. And I think it's hard to talk today if people are living out a different story. So the first chunk is truth. The second chunk is, is how to love differently. And then having figured out those two um, things, it's a lot easier to take a risk, right? And the risks don't have to be unrealistic or big leaps, but they can be measured risks and actually you can do some very practical things that, um, that really do help people day in, day out, whether it's in our country here or living in places abroad. Stephen Bowman with us today. He's written for various publications, including foxnews.com. Priestley served for 20 years in humanitarian work with World Relief. In his new book, Break Open the Sky, he provides a unique perspective on how the rampant fear in our culture affects our faith. He challenges readers to a vibrant, authentic, risky faith. When our faith is passive, safe, void of risk, it loses its witness to a world that is increasingly jaded and skeptical. He's with us today here on our big broadcast. And um, this book is like I mentioned, well, well reviewed. Uh, it's it's getting a lot of folks uh, who are asking a lot of questions. Um, what, what is what is basically the, the the goals of the book? You know, the goal of the book is to. Um, I guess I guess the, the 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 dream of the book is that the crisis that we face now, whether it's. Um, you know, the crisis of terrorism or the threat of the Middle East or the you know, massive movement of people. I guess the, the dream of the book is that we would not see that as a as a as something to be afraid of, but rather an opportunity to demonstrate and live out a set of values, American values, values that are saturated and, and steeped in the Bible. So that the dream would be that we would actually see it as an opportunity to live out our faith in a time of crisis and it could actually have the potential to really change lives, change our own lives, change the lives of people around the world, and, and actually lift us as a country to be that, that sort of light on a shining hill that Ronald Reagan talked about. You know, Reagan's a great example. He was um, very pro-refugee resettlement. In fact, we resettled 200,000 refugees in his day, and we're way down below half that number. And his vision was, look, if people have the heart and the will, his words, if people have the heart and the will to come here, we should find a way to get them here safely and carefully select them. So he, he envisioned a door to our city on a hill, but we should not turn them away. And you know those words, very similar words, are you know, sort of embrazened across the Statue of Liberty and defiance as a nation. So would it be that the crises, the crises that we face that tend to create fear would instead help us to double down on living a different narrative, a narrative of faith and narrative of hope? And would it be that, um, once again, people look to the United States as, gosh, this is leadership, this is an example of a nation that is not afraid, that's willing to tackle these things and change the planet. So that's the dream of the book. Stephen Bauman with us today, joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, uh, you talked about some of the reactions. Give us a profile of the typical reader who's going to love this book. You know, the typical reader is the is the is the person who's been a follower of Jesus and loves the church, loves their country, but is, is like that graduate student that's like, wait a minute, I thought Jesus said love our enemies. I thought Jesus said we're meant to welcome the stranger, and my church is not doing that. They're afraid. Uh, those people, and there are many of them, are looking for some other pathway forward, which is double down on patriotism, double down on faith. There's a different way forward where we can both 
think about our safety, kids' safety, our parents' safety, our friends, but at the same time not give up on compassion for the stranger, the refugee, the vulnerable. We've got Stephen Bauman with us today. He joins us live. Um, this this book is 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 just so great. Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? Say again. Why do you think what? Why do you think that this book will appeal to readers? <laughs> Thank you. Well, uh, you know, I think people are tired of being afraid. I think people are um, interested in living out a different version of faith rather than the kind of faith that we're seeing, which is um, closing our doors, banning travel, uh, being afraid, uh, doomsday predictions, when in fact, you know what, that's not what our country's built on. So I'm hopeful that people can pick up this book and not see it as a book about politics. I don't go after politics. I don't think Jesus was a Democrat or a Republican but I think Jesus is deeply concerned about politics. And I think people can find hope in this book the way we can be and still be and become even more, um, you know, the people that we've always been as a nation. And um, I think we can return to that. And um, there's an opportunity to, to lead by example that um, uh, we can, uh, we can uh, put forward as, a, as an option three rather than retreating or being fearful, or in some cases being too aggressive, and uh, uh, so yeah, there's a, there's an appeal there for the for the disillusioned person that loves our country and loves faith. Well, good stuff. Well, Stephen, before we let you go, where can we find you online? Pick up your book, all these things. Stephen, where can we pick up the book and uh, get in contact with you online? Social media, all the various essentials. Yep. Yeah, there's a couple ways. I mean, obviously, you can go to Amazon, find it there. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.